to the Happiest Places to Work podcast. I'm Amy Dix, international best-selling author, speaker, and founder of Choose Happy. We create and build insanely happy workforces for companies around the world. We believe that by creating better people at work, they will create better businesses and better businesses build a better world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the most inspiring podcasts in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, all you crazy happy people at work. This is Amy Dix with Choose Happy and another episode of Happiest Places to Work. And today we have the president of ProSulum, Dean Soto. Dean, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Amy. It's so awesome to be here. <laughs> and did I pronounce that right, ProSulum? I told yeah. you once I, I was going <laughs> to say it once and I was going to say it right. And then I said, if I have to say it again, I'm going to mispronounce it. And so when I said it, I started to second guess myself once again. Here we are. All right. Uh, yes. Okay. So you are the president of ProSulum. And for those wondering, what the heck is ProSulum? And where can I get more information about them? If you go to prosulum.com, but let me spell this for the listeners. It is P-R-O-S-U-L-U-M.com. And I'm going to start with this. This probably has nothing to do with Happiest Workplaces, but tell us about this name. Yeah, that's uh, that is the work <laughs> of someone who is not good at branding and not good at marketing at all. <laughs> And uh, I just, I am a bulldozer when it comes to business and I build, I'm good at building infrastructure, but I was like, Oh, uh, let, let me find some Latin name. And, uh, th- cause Latin is pretty cool. And, and I popped, popped it out there and apparently it means for everyone. And, oh. uh, and, uh, it, it worked for whatever reason. It just, it is one of the most, uh, uh, I, it, it's a good talking point because this is always what happens. People are like, what is this? And how do you say it? <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, it's just a good little icebreaker. So <laughs> see, so you did great. It was a great marketing and branding play. <laughs> I, I actually, it's uh, interesting. I mean, we don't know a lot about each other here, so, um, you probably don't even know this piece about me, but, uh, my first book is on branding and how to start a business and build a brand, uh, mainly around psychology. And anyway, so I will tell you from my perspective, I actually thought it was pretty genius. So Give yourself hey, a little cool. bit more credit. <laughs> yeah. hey. That's cool. That's cool. All right. That's uh, uh, you just made my month and uh, probably year as well. Awesome. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. So prosulum is for everybody and truly for everybody. So let's talk about who it's for. Uh, everyone that's listening to the show can likely get something out of this on a myriad of different sides, but um, I'll let you kind of give us a synopsis of what, what ProSulum is. Yeah. So, um, so for a long time now, I think since 2007, I've been outsourcing overseas. I read the four hour work week. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> and I like crashed and burned at least like 30 times. Just be, I, I just had no clue how to like really retain people, train people, lead people and so on. But I was just so determined to make it happen because I wanted to live that four hour work week. Right. And, you know, so, um, I ended up, I ended up, you know, I I ended up getting deployed overseas. My kids, one of my uh, daughters, uh, she was about seven years old. 
and or sorry, seven months old. She had a tumor in the side of her head. And I was like, I was completely stuck overseas in, in Kuwait. And I was like, this sucks. Like I'm stuck here. And I, I, I want to start my own business. And I, and I know that outsourcing is going to help me to not get put in positions where I can't even be with my kid who has a tumor and mm. to undergo surgery and stuff like that. So I get back, she ends up being fine. Um, uh, they took, they took it out. Uh, and, um, I ended up get, coming back and I'm like, you know what, I, I need to figure out how to make this happen. And so, um, I learned to essentially create these videos for whatever I wanted to do. If maybe it was like drop shipping, I had a drop shipping company at one point in time. And I'm like, this is how you do it. And I taught my guys how to document what I just showed them step-by-step. So now they could do it. And I never had to do that thing ever again. Right. I kept doing that and doing that and doing that. I actually had friends who own businesses. They're like, Hey, can I have some of that too? Can, can you help me find people like that. And it just grew and grew and grew into what it is now where, uh, yeah, you can literally just show these guys, um, how to, you know, they're overseas. So there's, uh, usually below minimum wage here in the United States, you show them how to do something with a five minute video, they'll document it and you never have to do that thing ever again. They'll do it forever. So. <laughs> So my jaw just dropped, which you cannot see if you're listening to this on the podcast. Like it sounds amazing, uh, but I really love this. And, and I think that this rolls right into a happy workplace uh, in, in really, I mean, on so many levels, one, just like the insanity sometimes of doing the same thing again and again and again, and never being able to delegate, right? Because you just want to own it because it's like, I don't want to teach this. It's going to take me forever to teach it. I think we've all been there if anyone's ever been in a leadership role. Uh, and really, and from a profitability standpoint too, I mean, uh, you know, you, you say something, I think maybe it was on your LinkedIn of how you help uh, companies go from doing to growing. And I, I feel that when, when you said that, like, oh, I feel that now I don't have to do that anymore, but I can concentrate on what really matters, you know, as a leader or as a manager. Um, so this is fantastic. So uh, at Prosulum, you have, uh, you say there's a difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual System. process architect. I, I already screwed it up. We can call it that too. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> But essentially it's the same thing. So virtual systems architect, they do document your processes. And like the biggest difference is that these people, like everything, everybody. So we have about two close to 200 people out there um, supporting a whole bunch of different clients. And every single one of those, the baseline idea is that they can, they will document whatever you just showed them so that you have that step-by-step process. So even if they say, say they, uh, they needed to talk to, uh, they needed to get something done and they weren't available. They can actually hand it off to another employee because it's all documented. So, um, whether you, you know, if maybe you have 50 employees and one VSA, uh, that VSA, because everything is documented, everybody in the organization knows how to do everything now. And so that's where the, the, the power of it is, is that you're really building your, it's great having virtual assistants, great delegating and so on and so forth. But when everybody has the safety net and the comfort of knowing that, oh, so-and-so is out, 
I, okay, how do I send invoices? Oh, I just go to the, the, to the step-by-step process over here. Here's how to send invoices. Okay, done. Great. We'll move on. Um, so you're never, uh, you, you're able to build a business that doesn't have bottlenecks. You're able to delegate. You're able as a leader to have a, the space to be creative, innovative, do things like look at your company culture, implement happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah. So you're not just constantly working and not able to actually do the stuff that's really high value, you know? That's great. So how do, how do people kind of engage with your organization? Like, is it by like project basis? Uh, how, how does that work? Is it by like hour of time, hours of time spent? How does that work? Yeah. So it's, it's essentially uh, no different like a, than a, like a temp agency. So it's hourly. Um, we do 20 hours a week and 40 hours a week. So we keep like you're allocated those two types. So it's part-time is going to be 20 hours, full-time is going to be 40 hours. Um, and, uh, and so there it's, it's, this person is more often than not, they actually become a pretty valuable part of your business. Um, and so they're like, they usually get, end up having people under them and so on and so forth. But just like a temp agency um, where, you know, uh, we, we have account managers who support them and, um, and, but they, for all intents and purposes, they're your employee they they know your business they're growing with your business and so on and so forth so they can help document processes and they can also help implement that's right as so, well yeah so it's it's basically uh so it's drs so it's they document they replicate you and then your business scales so they're actually doing what they just documented as well so and what type of businesses uh, are you looking for? Like, what's the kind of, like, what's your target group? Yeah. Um, so for everyone, ProSulum. No, <laughs> Except. <laughs> you know, it's been, um, so a lot of, um, like, our top three have actually been uh, MSPs, which are kind of like IT, like managed service providers. They're the, like the outsourced IT guys. Um, digital agencies who, cause we have designers that like, that will literally do the work of like top end designers here and stuff like that. And they do the systems. Um, and then, uh, then it's kind of a mix of a lot of, uh, brick and mortar. So actually one of our biggest, uh, <laughs> one of our biggest, uh, uh, type of customers, uh, are like food service, like restaurants. So halal guys, uh, is one of our clients, uh, one of my favorite places to eat too. So I get some free stuff from them. (laughs) (laughs) We have, uh, um, we have, uh, uh, Fran smart. Who's like the biggest franchise development company. They brought five guys on, uh, into where they are at and, um, freshy and a couple of other places. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's at, at what point does somebody go, okay, I think I might be interested. Like, I think I might need this. Like, what, where does that, what goes on in that person's mind that they go, okay, remember that guy, Dean Soto, I might need him. <laughs> yeah. Cause he says he's for everyone. <laughs> <that's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, like the, our best customers have always been like, they're usually in a place of pain where they have delegated to people. They have people that, that they're working for them, but they're always, they're at, they're at that point where they're like, you know, I'm a leader and I need to delegate this stuff, but I either don't trust 
the people that I can try to delegate to, or I don't feel like they have the skill set to do it or, um, and they, it's during that time where they're like, I need to find something, another way to do this. Um, another thing that is usually is that they are already kind of in a systems mindset. So they're already mm-hmm. thinking like, well, I need to systemize what I'm doing and document what I'm doing. And so when those kind of two things mix, that's when they're like, boom, okay, I get, I get the value of this. Cause a lot of people just want to hire and they'll, and they'll to fix a problem and they'll just keep doing that. It's really the yeah. mindset um, that really is where they're like, yeah. And th- those are the ones like we have a guy named Andrew who came like that. He's a digital agency guy. He has like 14 VSAs working for him and he started wow. and, um, but he had already had those two things happening. And now he, uh, he just did, um, he just did uh, a thing for David Matthews band in uh, New York. And he just got to enjoy the whole process, watching his guys doing his thing. And then he sends the videos to his production crew who are VSAs and they're doing all their thing. It's pretty sweet. I love it. I mean, this is like, this is so powerful for um, companies to, (laughs) companies, leaders, executives, managers to really understand and dial into, um, you know, our mental health is a big piece (laughs) of our day. I feel like this uh, definitely helps that. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit, uh, I don't know, probably 10 years ago now, which is so crazy for me to say, because that makes me feel like way old, but, um, to about 10 years ago, about ish, uh, I was the district operations manager for an electrical distributor. Mm. And, um, you know, we don't want to talk about processes and systems. Like that was my job, right. <laughs> to make sure that they were being followed, that if they weren't, or we didn't have them to ensure that we put processes and systems in place. And I just love tagline on here. And so I want to kind of roll this all together with this story, but it says the world's best virtual assistants who duplicate you. And one of the things, and you had said something very similar earlier. And one of the things that I did when I was uh, DOM, district operations manager, is I quite literally figured this out where I could document, I could delegate, I could teach, I could automate. I started really figuring out like the automated world. And so I automated everything that I could do. And I basically worked myself out of a job and, uh, <laughs> and I, I had a friend who was a district operations manager in a different district. And he used to give me heck all the time. And he would be like, Oh, Amy, do you even work? And I'm like, Nope, I actually don't like, it's great. <laughs> Love it. But, I mean, truly. And I absolutely, now it took me some time to get to that point, you know, and I ended up then doing other things with the company and, and moving along and, and then trying to do the same thing with the next position that I held. Um, but it also helped in my career, right? So truly prosulum is for everybody (laughs) because even if you're sitting here as somebody who's working for an organization and you're saying, Oh, I just don't know if the organization would support. Yeah. Like you can, I think I would have probably invested in this just on my own on the side, like under the table. <laughs> like they don't need to know that uh, somebody else just documented all these processes for me. No. Yeah, we have somebody who, we have a couple of clients who do that actually. And, but like their company loves them 
yeah. like where they don't they, they might not know some of them know what's happening but yeah like that idea of what you did to me like this is why like i actually think it's so valuable because the people who are under you or right. you're supporting are extremely happy now because they right. have more responsibility they know what what needs to be done you're not running around they know that if there's a problem they can come to you and you have the space to help them you're constantly now having the space even if you worked an hour a week you have the space now to to go okay well what what can i improve right how can yep. i absolutely work? yes until so you find these other projects that now you get to work on that really excite you absolutely yeah. yes i love that so now you have what 60 plus employees how many employees you have 200 Oh, just kidding. Okay. So you have 200 <laughs> plus employees. So um, tell me like how, how, what are some of your tips that you have or some of the things that you've learned over time in juggling 200 employees happiness? Yeah. Um, that's good. Good question, actually. So for us, the, the challenge is always like threefold. One is I have, so you, we have the client side because the, the client they're supporting the clients. So we actually have to make sure that they're happy in the client's culture. And there's been times where we've actually had to like kind of spank the client a little bit because their culture was like, was not conducive for happiness at all. Mm. I had one lady who, um, uh, so often this doesn't, often we actually just terminate the contract um, because we care about our, we, we go through so much to find these people and they're amazing. And we'd rather terminate the contract with a client and move them to somebody who will appreciate them. We had one lady who didn't realize that she, uh, uh, she was making her VSA's life miserable. Mm. Um, literally didn't know, uh, the VSA ended up talking to her account manager, which is part of my leadership team. They sent it to me. I actually personally emailed this person and said, Look, you need to change this or we're canceling your 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 contract. And she came back so apologetic. Mm. So just uh was like I didn't realize I was doing that. Can you give me some tips on how to change? And so we all actually work with our clients to make their their uh people happy. Right now that that VSA is like extremely happy. Um, and then, she's one of our best clients too. Uh, the, the client, she's referred us to a couple of different people and is always like, Oh, you know, I, I, do, do you think this is good? This is good. Um, so that's one aspect. The other aspect is with this staff as a whole, um, what I think has been the most, the hardest and the, the, but the best we've had to thing that we had to do was, um, aligning, aligning incentives, to um that aligning bonuses and incentives in a way that um wasn't too much and wasn't too little but kept people extremely happy um so for example um we were giving these like just massive amount of bonuses and so on and so forth and people were just we were still having kind of turnover and people were just kind of expecting more and more and more and more and to the point where we were like i don't know if we can sustain this um, we ended up taking it away. Some people ended up leaving just the way it is. It was like ripping off a bandaid. But what we ended up doing now is um, we actually instituted a, a lottery system where 
if they get three stars from their client, which is the best, um, five people every month win half of their monthly salary. And so they love it. We've had people who have already won like their monthly salary like three times. In the wow. Like, I'm like, is this fair? And it, all everyone's like, yeah, just keep it the way it is. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. Like people, it's helped retention. It's helped happiness. Everyone looks forward to it. Um, so yeah, it's um, when you, I just feel like when you recognize people um, for doing a good job, but don't over recognize people, um, it ends up being a really cool little mix that brings mm. So good. I'm, I actually wrote, I'm, or am writing this down because I thought that, that what you just said was like really genius, <laughs> which is. Uh, you can't take the credit on the lottery thing. That's my business partner that did that. No, me. not that. I mean, that's a fantastic idea. No, your, your comment about um, sometimes over recognizing people can have the opposite effect. Totally. And, you know, we're, we're just trying to do the right thing, but if it's not working, then we need to figure out why. And so now I'm going to ask this question. Why do you think over-recognizing people um, didn't have the effect that you wanted it to have? Yeah, it's, um, it comes down to, uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, it, for me, ultimately it comes down to personality. Mm -hmm. And for some, for some people, they were like, this is awesome. I love you. This is, this is like, they were just like gung ho, but going and doing the same thing across the board for everyone. I, I learned um, really quickly that some people just their personality, like going through like their personality profile, like their disc profile and so on and so forth. They, they, they did not recognize they're like, Oh, that's great. That's nice. But they actually didn't recognize uh, the value of what they were getting. And mm. so they were, um, so for example, we would have a problem where their salary, they would look only at their salary. And I'm, uh, I'm guilty of this too. When I was working for aerospace company and aerospace company back in the day, um, looking at their salary, <laughs> but not looking at all the benefits they were getting. We'd actually right. had people leave for another job where they were actually making less at the other job because of their base salary that was higher at that other position, but they didn't factor in like all of the bonuses and stuff that they were getting. And it was happening over and over and over again until we were just like, we're done. Like there were just simply people who don't like for me, if I'm getting bonus, I'm like, I'm like, okay, calculating. Oh, the, oh wow. This is great. I want to keep on doing more of this. <laughs> right. Right. But somebody else is just like, Oh, my base salary is this. Oh, cool. I got this bonus. I need a, I need a big, I need a raise over here. It's just the, the way they are. So yep. lined that to literally like to everyone where it was like perfectly aligned for everyone. Then everyone's, everyone was like, wow, this is great. The perfect, they, 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 they felt appreciated, but they, they were just at the cusp of where it was. It wasn't too much to where they they didn't recognize it. They they actually truly recognized the bonuses and performance incentives. This is so. Um, I feel like I could talk to you forever. This yeah. is so. <laughs> this is so great though because I remember going through this when I worked for the electrical distributor. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, we tried so many different things uh, within our district. We also tried like for the inside sales staff. I remember going through a time period where we did like a pool, um, not lottery. What a, like <laughs> I think we really missed the boat on it, uh, but we did like a pooled <laughs> commission structure. And then we went back and, and then it was kind of by seniority at one point in time. And it just felt like it was always changing. And maybe that was frustrating in and of itself. I don't know. But, uh, you know, and same with the account managers, they were kind of on the same um, bonus plan or commission structure. And when I left, if I remember correctly, again, you know, 10-ish years ago, uh, all the account managers, I'm not so sure because I was at a different level of the company at that point, um, but all the account managers within the company were, they were trying to standardize it. Uh, I don't know what they do today. And so if anyone knows who I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not crapping on this company. I absolutely love this company, but I don't know what they do today. And I do know that it really demotivated some people. Um, and some people just didn't care. And sometimes I was just like, how do you not care? Like, or how don't you see this? Like, how do I, how is it that I have to tell you, okay, this is your base salary. Here's what it looks like. Like, Cause to me, I'm like you, I've already calculated it in my mind. I already know like, Oh, that's actually a better deal. I'll take the better deal, but not, you gotta like help them see, you gotta help them see it sometimes. Isn't that amazing. It's a, uh, it, and that's where it just, it literally comes down to personality because like for me, I want to give, give, give. And my business partner came in. Uh, so he was my mentor um, back in the day that actually helped me to learn a lot of this stuff. And then I, so I'm really fast at building businesses really fast, seeing if they work. And I'm like, oh, cool. It works. It's not financially feasible, but it's working. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so then I bring, I, so I bring him in and he's like, okay, we need to change all of this stuff. And he's looking at how much I was giving to everyone. And he's like, that's a, people. Some people are going to actually like not even either recognize it or they're going to hate you mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. like, too much um, over time. And is that that exact same thing and it's and it's i don't know if it's popular or say or not but it, it's a reality the what you just said is like some people just don't like for you for you and for me i if i if like i'm like oh, this bonus how can i get more how can i drop my time down so where i'm getting bigger salary doing less work and then get a bigger bonus how can i help the company to reach its goals and so on and so forth but some people are just not like that they're like i'm making this much this is all i see and if you give me this great thank you but this is still all i see and right. oh you're going to take this away from me you're going to take this away from me uh i'm going to go to this other company then and it just it just is what it is, and you and the biggest way to get around that is to, um, as you're hiring, I always we actually make our guys take um, we use a thing called talentinsight.com. Um, there it, you can there's it, it, there's a free trial, and so uh, so like what I do is I actually have the guys go and use that as they're hiring, uh, as they're getting hired, they go do it themselves, they do the trial. And it gives me a whole perspective of how they think. And so when you, it allows you to put them in the right positions, allows that you to also see that they might be leadership material and things like that. Um, but yeah, just during the hiring process, hiring people who are actually going to be a good fit and uh, for your, 
incentives for all that other stuff. It's like yeah. huge. Awesome. I love it. It's really more, it's uh, um, what I think what you're kind of all coming together and saying is like, it's all about alignment, right? So aligning what their values are essentially to yep. the incentive and all of that creates a very happy workplace. Um, so I have one last question for you. Uh, if you were to describe a happy workplace in one word, what word would you use? Oh, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this is going to be cliche, but it would be empowerment. Hmm. Um, all of our guys, everyone is, um, there's a great book. Uh, it, it's actually not, it's, um, it, so one of my favorite books is rework, rework by Jason Fried and David Hannemeyer Hansen. They, they created base camp. They have another, um, book. I want to say it's, um, I think it's remote, pretty sure it's uh, their other book remote mixing the two up, but in it, they have, they have a concept called manager of one. So everyone on our team is a manager of one. They're allowed to make decisions no matter what. So whether it's for a client or for um, our, like our leadership organization, I don't want them actually coming to me unless it's like extremely important. They, they're, uh, they can make decisions and it can bite you in the butt. But I have had so many times where we've gotten new clients because um, because one of my account managers made a decision to reach out to a client and ask them uh, for a referral and things like that. I didn't, I didn't tell them to do it. They went and did it. They're like, they, they, they're making decisions on their own and to have 200 plus people make decisions is it. And our business grows and our, the happiness of our customers uh, are, is very easily shown because our guys are empowered to do that. They, if they make a mistake, we actually, more celebrate it than anything um, uh, if they were actually making a decision. I, wow. I love that. I, I, autonomy, I think is such an important um, piece of a happy workplace of a successful workplace. And so I love that. So empowerment was your word. And um, since prosulum is for everyone, uh, anyone can go to prosulum.com and you can take the systemize your business in five minutes a day um, course, and that will get you started down the right track. So Dean, thank you so much for being on Happiest Places to Work. And I just want to highlight a few key points that you said about happy, uh, happy workplaces, which is put employees first, address the problems, and everyone values different things. So align accordingly. Dean, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's awesome. Amy Dix here. Thank you so much for listening to the Happiest Places to Work podcast. If you are a CEO, HR director, or wellness director for a successful company and would like to be on this program, please visit choose-happy.me slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on social. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag happiest places to work podcast. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. 
We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, choose-happy.me, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at Amy N. Dix. Thanks for listening. This is Amy Dix, and we will see you next time.